When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, hey, welcome into the PHNX Cardinals podcast brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook app, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Be sure to like, subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. I'm Johnny Venerable, joined as always by Bo Brock and Bo. We're here on a Wednesday and for some reason have to talk about the kicker situation as it relates to the Arizona Cardinals yet again. And that's because, per your report at Cards Practice today, Matt Amendola has not been cut. Contrary to that belief, he's been signed to the active roster. What gives? Yeah, I I don't know at this point, man. I mean, I'm so tired of this organization being so against the grain. It, it's like it really is becoming tiresome, isn't it? I mean, like you've got the uh, apologies. I had some had some good. audio playing nowhere. Yeah, I had some the roots playing in the background on my on my computer but i mean it what i don't know what the hell is going on with this team why they they can they, you know cliff kingsbury tells us in the press conference we see matt and Mandola make kicks in practice all the time but it's like the guy hasn't made kicks in actual games his entire career dating back to his college days at oklahoma state he's never hit over 80 percent of his kicks ever in his career never not as as an amateur not as a pro not with the Cardinals, not with the Chiefs, not with the Jets, not with the Oklahoma State Cowboys. He's never hit over 80% of his field goals, and they think that this guy is going to come through in the clutch for them because they're just outside-the-box thinkers. They're against the grain. They, uh, you know, It's a player's coach. It's a country club atmosphere in the training camp in the preseason. They don't play the rookies. Like All this stuff, like, hey, just wait and see. It's going to work out for the better, but you can't spoon-feed me Matt Amendola, NFL kicker that you can rely upon on each and every week. It's it. This is this is where I'm going to put my my foot down and say this is bullshit. Why didn't they come in and bring somebody in to try out? At least try somebody out. At least give us the idea that you're looking at other options here, but you're going to bring in the guy that missed wide right, like six, far 16, right, sixteen of twenty three in his career, uh, under seventy percent. Uh, completion for field goals his long is 49 he offers nothing outside of an extra point and you pr- hope and pray he doesn't miss that it, it you're putting yourself up against an eight ball if you're cliff kingsbury and steve kime they must not be on twitter all that often or social media when people are calling for their jobs and they're going to double down on matt amandola this week this is not the week to do it maybe focus on the fact you've got a divisional game on the road this weekend now, I'm going to classify again as a must-win for this team. You cannot start 0-2 and 2-4, and 0-2 in, in the division, 2-4 and 4 to begin the year, and then sit back and say, well, yeah, but we can have a liability kicker. Uh-uh, the fuck you can, not with your, the state of your offense right now. We, when your offense can't score touchdowns, this tells me that there's a little bit of ignorance here right now with this team thinking, well, we're going to be able to put up points because it's Seattle. Well, right. I, I have not seen a complete offensive game at all in four quarters. And so they were, they're going to be in, in positions where they're going to have to 
attempt to kick a field goal. And yeah. can you imagine? He can't make a country club kick at State Farm Stadium. And I no. get Eagle fans were, were robust, but you're going to go do that against the 12th man in Seattle. We don't know if there's going to be inclement weather or not, but the the Cardinals are not some offensive juggernaut. Where it's like, well, shit, we're going to score four or five touchdowns anyway, so it doesn't matter if we have a reliable. No, it's like Matt Prater to me was incredibly valuable last year, and we're seeing his value now. I know everybody was complaining in the preseason. He was missing kicks. It's like what we would give for a compromise Matt Prater over this kid. And again, we're not in the in the business of, giving out credit and like we're not the morality police, but at the same time, it's like you are paid to do a job, do your job. You're 25 years old. You're in the NFL. Either you're going to be productive or you're not. And so we're, I just, I don't even want to get on a Matt Amendola because it's like, he's not forcing the Cardinals to employ him. Right. This is a sure. Cardinal problem. Right. I mean, and, and Justin Pugh can stick up for him and, and all the, the great things and empower this guy and make him feel like he's part of the team. But when it came down to it, the guy can't do his job as an NFL kicker because he's not an NFL caliber kicker. Look at Jordan yeah. P in the chat. He's got the facts. Two for nine from 40 yards. He's still got a job. Can you he imagine if I – I mean, that that's just that's that's just above 20%. If I, if I operated at a 20% level of my job, my ass would be looking for new work. I mean, he looked like me on the driving range as, as far as his practice kicks. I mean, he's so far right, he's on the Republican ticket, man. I mean, he's like not <laughs> even close, dude. I don't understand what they're doing. Bring in Blankenship. Bring in Eddie Murray from the 1990s. Bring in anybody, for God's sake. Like, he can't, he can't, you know, Benjamin would be better off. I know he's got RB1 duties, and we'll get into that a little bit later. But enough of this. This is, this is just stupid. Like, this is, this is just being ignorant. This is just being stubborn. This is just being... Uh, I, I don't I don't understand what they're doing with Matt Amendola. Now, if they cut him between now and then between the game, uh, fine. But, you know, he's yeah. about as unpredictable as the Seattle weather. It says it's going to be 75 and nice there, but it could change on a dime. Do you think, and I'm going to ask a stupid question here, and I don't want a stupid answer, but I feel like I'm going <laughs> to get one because not from you, but just with this team. With the video of Justin Pugh coming to his aid, is this like the organization like kind of backing off and saying, well, shit, we can't cut him now because we just had this whole hoopla thing go viral in part to my counterpart here, Bo Brock's awesome Twitter video of Justin Pugh coming to his defense. It's like the Cardinals, can they not cut him now because of that position that they be in? Like, yeah, you can't ask media a bunch of questions to Matt Amendola. But then we can't turn around and cut him too. Do, do they have to buy themselves a week with this whole thing? I mean, God, I hope not. I mean, I don't know where they stood as far as Matt Prater. It just didn't seem like he had a chance. You know, Cliff is saying that he's week to week. He, he's, he at least uh, got away from the day to day cliche yeah. that we're used to hearing from from Cliff Kingsbury. He reserved that for the rest of the roster. But yeah, I I I hope not. I, I really hope that this team is more in the business of winning football games than in the business of winning in any type of medium, albeit social media or news clips where their player goes to bat for one of their teammates. And uh Oh, that teammate is no longer on the team any longer. I don't, I don't care about that. I, if I was Justin Pugh, I wouldn't give a shit about that. Would you like, Hey, I want a guy that if I'm, if I'm in there and I'm playing close to hundred percent of the snaps and I'm in the trenches and I'm protecting Kyler Murray enough to where he gets us within a minute and 45 seconds. So in a minute and in 20 seconds of tying this football game yeah. and it comes down to a kick, 
I want to know that my hard work's going to pay off because there's going to be some guy that at least is going to give us a shot to tie this football game. Jordan and Amendola doesn't do that. No, uh, this is this is a great point. Difference between AZ and KC. Well, there are many, but KC cut him after he missed his kick against the Colts. We're keeping him after missing a game winner. Just insanity. Think he's going to start making kicks? Absolutely. And you know what? Like this organization. They've, they've had a lot of ups and downs, and we praise them when they deserve to be praised, and then we'll get on them when they don't do even the easiest thing. It's like, he, dude should have been gone on Monday, bring a bunch of kickers in, you work them out, bring somebody else on, and even if that new person doesn't do well, at least it's not the definition of definition of insanity of doing things yeah. continually again and again and again. Um, I, I don't know. It's frustrating, uh, and it I mean, it leads our show today because it led Twitter and the practice report. He's like, I was assuming we were going to see him cut. Nope, he's elevated along with Chris Banjo. Uh, one of many moves, Bo Brock, that happened today at Cards practice. Um, Eno's the top running back. However, James Conner is day-to-day. Cliff yeah. Kingsbury made a comment to you, Bo, that he could presumably not practice all week, but still play in Sunday's game. Yeah, he he has such a grasp of the offense, and they're comfortable enough with James Conner that – even if he can't go at practice, if he's minimal, if he's limited at practice, that he's a guy that comes Sunday, if he's feeling better, they feel like, okay, if the conditions are right, he could be back in his normal RB1 role. And, yeah. and maybe they'll monitor snaps to an extent. But um, they're comfortable as well with Keontae Ingram. That was something that, uh, some, something that you know, I haven't put out there on Twitter just yet. But Keontae Ingram came up a couple times between Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray. And, you I'm know, the sixth round. No, it was questions that were asked, and yeah. and I think they're excited about the the idea. Uh, Cliff's, you know, this is a quote from Cliff: "Was you know we kept five guys for a reason, and Keontae Ingram is is the is the newest, most raw, green uh, running back in that room. And now you've got Jonathan Ward, IR'd, and yeah. you've got uh, uh, Daryl Williams. We don't know what's going to happen with him. He could land on the IR, or he could just be a guy that's not available for the next couple of weeks. And then James Conner. I mean." We talked about it on our audio-only podcast. Like, if Eno is the guy, what can you truly expect from Eno Benjamin, RB1? I mean, can, can you really lean on him, a guy of his stature, uh, enough that you to where you're not going to put him in, in harm's way? Can, can you kind of split it up enough and, and make it a work share to where you're going to get an impactful backfield? Yeah, and I think that's the biggest concern is health. 5'9", 210 with Eno Benjamin. Can Keontae come in and spare him? Can James Conner come in and maybe like goal line situations? Because I I think you're asking for trouble at least for one game if you if you think Dino Benjamin's going to be able to carry 100 percent of the workload. You have to supplement it, and then if you want to build up over the next three to four weeks, 60 percent, 70 percent, 75, whatever. I'm I'm cool with that. I think that's more effective than just thrusting him into the action and seeing him get a bulk of the workload. And by bulk, I mean like most of it out of necessity because a bunch of these guys aren't going to play. I would I would be interested to see with Keontae Ingram, is he ready to go from a pass protection standpoint? Because that's really, I, I know he can run the football. We saw it in the preseason. He can catch the football out of the backfield, but just from a protection standpoint, can he step up and, and get in the linebacker's face? You know, Benjamin did a nice job of that last week. It's going to ingratiate you to Kyler Murray and the coaching staff. We're going to have to wait to find out. So the running back room remains kind of in flux. Um, the receiver room also, Laquan Treadwell, former first-round pick <laughs> from the Minnesota Vikings out of Old Miss, native to my country in uh, Illinois, uh, I think went <laughs> to the U of I, or excuse me, was was from C- Central Illinois and then went to Old Miss, okay. obviously. 
um, was a bust. He's been on five teams. He's on the practice squad now. If you see him, you would say, well, that guy's an all-pro receiver because mm -hmm. he's built like a Greek god. It just hasn't translated yet to the playing field. Is this somebody that we could maybe see get active on game day in replacing maybe Antoine Wesley? Well, we well, we have a, a torn quad for Antoine Wesley. I saw him on crutches, and he and he was wearing yeah. a a brace on his leg uh, at the facility today. So you know it's unfortunate he's going to remain on IR, even though they they designated him kind of to return. Hopefully that doesn't count against that for the Cardinals going forward. Something we're going to have to dig deeper on. But yeah, could he be a guy? I mean, Laquan Treadwell. Obviously, it's always been there as far as six two two fifteen. Uh, one of the few Ole Miss wide receivers that is busted going to the NFL level because we know about the success of DK Metcalf and AJ Brown. Um, I, I don't think like he's a legit, a legit threat to, to make this roster, but look, if you're just going to take, uh, just kick the tires on former first rounders and bring them very low risk, put them on your practice squad and see what they got and, and maybe how they look in your system on the practice field. I'm fine with it. I'm here for yeah. that actually, but I, I don't think he's going to, by to take any significant snaps from anybody that's already part of that, this wide receiver core. Uh, and, and look, you're, you're starting tomorrow. We're on D hop watch officially a week away and, and things uh, should look a lot brighter as far as the wide receiver core, just by him coming back. We need some love from the football gods uh, with some injuries, with some personnel. Kiro and Omar are both echoing. I think the sentiment of a lot of the fan base, Bull Brock, as it relates to Greg Dortch, Kiro saying, I'm just sad that Dorch got benched. Imagine D-Hop Brown as the outside receivers, uh, Dorch in the slot. You can still use Rondell for screens. If you want to use a few, you, uh, lose a few yards. Omar, uh, I feel bad for Dorch. He was doing so good, and now he's not even getting snaps. It's amazing how offensive mastermind Cliff works. Like, who's <laughs> ever doing good to take his snaps away? Um, you know, I, I would say for people who are waiting for Greg Dorch to play, you could be waiting a while because mm -hmm. of the fact that Rondell – he had some explosive plays in the second half. We're a week away, roughly, from DeAndre Hopkins returning. I mean, Dorch is going to get his pull on special teams. And look, with this receiving core, you can never trust it with injuries. I mean, Hopkins was hurt last year. Hollywood Brown, God forbid, he's missed time in the past. A.J. Green's 100 years old. Like, there, there are going to be chances for him to get back on the playing field. But I think what is most frustrating, Bo, is like, Greg Dorch not only was effective, I mean, he had elite numbers at the beginning of the season just from a catch standpoint, a separation standpoint. Mm -hmm. And Cardinal fans are smart. We're not going to BS anybody on this podcast. We saw him with our own eyes make plays and help this team win against the Vegas Raiders and then win at Carolina. So it just, to me, it's like, I, I am not of the opinion he should be ghosted offensively by Cliff Kingsbury. Yeah, it really was an injustice as far as what happened to Greg Dortch. I mean, we saw him from day one, of training camp when one-on-one battles a guy who's not big at all he's not blessed with 6'2 height like Laquan Treadwell he's not yeah. a guy that has a, you know a resume of being a high draft pick he's, he's an undrafted guy at a, at a Wake Forest he's a made a self-made NFL player yeah. that earned every single you know opportunity he got and for it to just be taken away because somebody with a with who was the Cardinals utilized higher draft capital on a second round pick in Rondell Moore and just immediately took the role out from under Greg Dorst. And, and, and the team said, no, we're, we're going to try to figure out, you know, a, a good work balance for these guys. It was completely untrue. And we saw, was it two offensive snaps last week from Greg Dorch? Yeah. I mean, that's, 
that's an arrestable offense for Cliff Kingsbury. Like, I, I don't understand how the hell that happened. I mean, that's just it could, like you said, I mean, you just watch the game. You see Greg Dortch make an impact. You, you look at this box score, a traditional box score where it's mm-hmm. just catches and targets and yards and touchdowns. Greg Dortch made an impact. You look at the next level analytics, as he said, the separation he was getting, the routes he was running, the way he was beating defenders one-on-one. It, it just is a complete just head-scratching uh, injustice for Dortch. And, you know, Rondell Moore, if it's second half Rondell Moore, look, okay, I, I get That's tough to argue with. But it, the, the first game and a half of Rondell Moore, and they were force-feeding him the ball like they did kind of at the end of last season, and it was coming at, you know, it was dr- killing drives. Um, I just, I don't understand it. It's another one of those things where it's just like against the grain. It's like you guys are shooting yourselves in the foot. You can't get out of your own way when you have guys earning opportunities and then you taking them away from players who didn't deserve to have them taken away. And then you're giving opportunities to guys, Matt Amendola, that didn't perform or do their job for a second consecutive week. It's just. But Matt Amendola, Cliff, uh, or excuse me, Cliff, Bo. <laughs> Was a captain at Texas Tech. Not sure if anybody knows this or not. So, you know, kudos to him for Danny that. Danny Amendola? No. What's his name? Matt Amendola. Wasn't he a captain he play- at Texas Tech? No, he played at Oklahoma State. Danny Amendola, now the wide maybe, receiver. Maybe he's a captain for that game against Texas Tech. I don't know. I, don't I tried know. to look I, up information on Matt Amendola today. I literally guess. Does he have one of the? It's never good when he's got like a blurb for a Wikipedia page. It's it just yeah. that's very telling for these players. I'll tell you what, though. Like when I just tweeted out the report that yeah. the Cardinals were signing Matt Amendola to the roster after the debacle that was on Sunday. That you, everybody, you know, in the chat, some of your names will show up here. Every quote tweeted my yeah, like this. E-Rock HD with the old Michael Scott. Nope, I don't like that uh, quote tweet of just the report. We got Tanner Thomas just saying straight up just shit. Brian, who's always <laughs> in the chat here, is just like, why? And what then uh, we, what the WTF is this just on the report? Guys Itzy. are just killing it. Joanna Cards fan, uh, great Cards fan out there, very active on social media just to hide the pain. She's got the stock photo, old guy, just – a, a very painful smile going on. And then uh, I think we had, we got one more producer, Emma. Yeah. We got Luke Skywalker just from D backs fan. Two, two, three. <laughs> no, it can't be. <laughs> so for those who don't follow Bo on Twitter, first of all, what are you doing? Secondly, I pulled a screen capture of the quote tweets that you had from that. Um, you had seven retweets at the time. I took this 45 quote tweets. So if that, I, I'm, I'm guessing most of those, 45 quote tweets are, are not positive unless they're yeah. you know, from his from his family. Maybe they're active on Twitter. If they are, please get off of Twitter. Uh, <laughs> you should get off Twitter and get on the game time app. It is flipping fantastic. Let me tell you right now, got the old man visiting me here in Arizona, and he wants to go to the Saints game in a week's time. And we're going to check out the game time app to be able to dabble and see if we can score him some tickets. And he may even dabble on underdog fantasy as well, Bo Brock. Underdog fantasy is the hottest new fantasy sports app. We play it every weekend at the PHNX headquarters in downtown Phoenix. Over-unders on your favorite players, right? You can do uh, individual mini-session games with with your friends and family. Uh, Complete one-offs. Like I am slowly becoming not a full fantasy football season guy because I've got guys like James Conner who are letting me down. I've got guys like Darren Waller. This is great. 
with this. You can just dabble on Underdog every day and then move on. Have a brand new team. You can search in the App Store. Click on the link in the show notes. Sign up, Bo Brock, with promo code PHNX. Underdog will double your first deposit up to 100%. I don't know what Matt Amendola's uh, lower or higher on field goals is, but I'm going lower. Automatically, Underdog. Hopefully, I'll be a big, fat winner. Uh, and if not, I pulled the reverse jinx for all Cardinals fans. I'm, and I'm a hero. But also, we're heroes for bringing you guys four peaks each and every day. We talk about four peaks. We love it. I would be talking about four peaks even if it weren't for our partnership. It's delicious. Nice, cold, four peaks. Brew, I'm here for it. Wow. How about a pumpkin porter? It's only around for the next couple of weeks until Halloween hits and then it's gone. And you got yourself, you know, if you're an IPA guy, if you're an ale, if you – Whatever your tickles your fancy as far as a beer drinker, Four Peaks has got it. Also, they got a great menu if you go check them out on H Street in Tempe. And also, they just got a great atmosphere. We got great viewing parties going on and definitely a ton of events headed your way. Stay tuned for those. You got to be 21 years or older. Uh, and of course, drink responsibly when enjoying some Four Peaks brew. We're enjoying this show. We're enjoying your comments. Keep them coming. Be sure to like this video on the old YouTube. Help spread that sweet, sweet algorithm. Uh, subscribe to PHNX Sports on YouTube. And uh, it's a blessed day. Week from tomorrow, DeAndre Hopkins <laughs> is going to play football for this franchise again. I was on uh, Instagram way too late last night. Bo Brock happened to pull this video from old D-Hop's Insta story. He was a feverish poster last night, posting workouts left and right. Emma, do we have the old D-Hop video from – there it is. I can't, I can't tell you where this was because I don't know. He's got himself in the lab. On turf, he was in the weight room, dead hanging, uh, catching passes. Looks like he's in phenomenal shape. He was a dominant player in training camp. I mean, of course, he's, he's DeAndre Hopkins. Anybody who's concerned about a drop-off after the PED ding, his age, look at He's out there, sundown, bedtime. He's getting his work in. I mean, just it's the lift this franchise needs. It's the lift that this fan base needs right now. Yeah, it, it can't come soon enough. And with the slow starts from this offense, you and I have gone on record that we – with this last chance, you're hoping that Cliff and this offense can at least put together one game without DeAndre Hopkins in the lineup. Uh, God forbid to, that happens. Where they put up some points, they yeah. score more than 21 points, which is their average, you know, dating back to last season. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, though, is is ready to hit the ground running. And look, there's going to be rust of of a of a guy who hasn't played since you know what last November, Johnny. Yeah. Is that right? Um, and consistently before that, uh, yeah, thank you. Yeah. It's, uh, is that in Tempe? So Deandre Hopkins, I saw him too in the locker room. He looks thicker than usual. He looks buff. So he's been putting on some weight. Kyler talked about the size of his hands. He's wearing those XL receiving gloves. He's a, he's a guy that, you know, the ball goes up and it comes down, you know, hopefully he doesn't have any rust. I mean, Deandre Hopkins is just one of those guys that you've been able to rely upon all of his career. We haven't had to see this type of DeAndre Hopkins really come back after such a layoff. Hopefully there isn't like any kind of rust to knock off for him. But I anticipate him, you know, hitting the ground running as, as being wide receiver one, being elite. You know, uh, Hollywood Brown talked about today how excited he is and how he texts DeAndre Hopkins after each and every game. Those are two wow. guys that are chomping at the bit about, to play together and – you know, Hollywood's never played with the guy the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins. To think about no. the opportunities that Not he's going to get coverage-wise, it's sick to think about. Ian Keller brings up a good point, Bo. I know you and I have talked about this. Like, 
that knee's looking good. Maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Like he banged up his knee at the end of next year, last year. Remember, we were trying to rush him back before the playoff game, and there was a kind of a report out, a BS report that maybe he would play in that playoff game against the Rams. And of course, you know, he was still on crutches. He had, you know, major surgery, and he did look good in training camp. He looked good all off season, but you just gave him more time now to get his rest and get right. And I, I mean. I think he'll pick up where he left off. This is his third year in the system. He and Kyler Murray have an impeccable relationship, their rapport. And you just mentioned it. Like Hollywood Brown, it's not a hyperbole to say, is playing the best football of his career. So you get a guy who gives Steve Kime credit. I know nobody wants to do this on Twitter. And again, we're critical of old Steve Kime on this podcast. He viewed Hollywood Brown as an ascending player. And now you've got their stars kind of aligning at the right time. This is a weapons league. If you need any proof of that, Look at the Cincinnati Bengals. Zach Taylor, say what you want. I mean, I don't think he's a very good coach. A lot of people put him in Cliff Kingsbury's category. I think Cliff's won more in a harder division. Zach Taylor, outside of the Super Bowl year, they've been terrible. But they Mm -hmm. went to the Super Bowl last year because they had an elite receiving core. And, Bo, you and I have talked about this at nauseum. It's a weapons league. That's why I don't think we're overly concerned about what's happening at running back. Not that it's an interchangeable position, but there's a reason. How many receivers went in the first round of the NFL draft this year? Like seven, right. right? It's the reason why the Packers look inept. They don't have Devontae Adams. They've got guys seeing C-plus receivers. The Cardinals are going to have two very different but same-level A receivers. I think Hollywood Brown's an A. DeAndre Hopkins is sure as hell is an A. And then, God forbid, we unlock some you know, Rondell Moore's second and third gear in this offense. This, this is why I've come back to the fact that as bad as it's been at times offensively, and it's been bad, and somehow they're still like 15th in total offense based on like yardage alone. They're not converting in the red zone, obviously, but you win this game Sunday. You're starting with a fresh slate with two immensely talented receivers and your quarterback, knock on wood, presumably healthy and pissed off. You have a chance to take over the the third, second and third quarter of the NFL season, but you got to win first Sunday. And I just, I, I, I don't think we can emphasize how big of an addition this is going to be considering how well Hollywood's playing. If Hollywood wasn't playing well and he was banged up and he just didn't look right, I, I think people would be putting more ownership on D-Hop returning to save this team, but also it would be kind of just like, yeah, well, this team's kind of dead in the water anyway. We we see glimpses with this offense. Do you think this offense is close, Bo Brock, like close even more so than with D-Hop returning? I mean, you could just see it uh, last Sunday. You saw that this this offense is close to breaking out, but I feel like it's been in that 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 mode for far too long. Like there, there's the mix of of poor play calling and lack of execution is is lingered for far too long. And sometimes that comes with you don't have the horses, right? Uh, when you've got a guy the caliber of DeAndre Hopkins, when he's in the mix for one of the top five wide receivers in the league like Devontae Adams and, and the playmaking that that brings and the consistency of that playmaking. And, you know, it, it, what, you, what you outline there is it, across sports, you need home run hitters. And, and with those home runs, it, it can make up for some of the blemishes that you have. Like in the NBA, you got a guy that can fill it up from three. You're, you're going to be okay with him turning the ball over, you know, five to six times in a game like James yeah. Harden. Or if you're if you've got a guy who can absolutely just hit the three run bomb like Jordan Alvarez for the Astros, you're gonna be okay if he if he strikes out twice a game. But if if you've got guys like DeAndre Hopkins and now with Hollywood Brown, you've got two of those guys in your lineup, and you can hit the three run homer, you can hit the deep, you know, three. It's a game changer, and and it not is. every NFL roster has it. And you know, come Sunday, come Week Six, 
this is a huge week for New Orleans. I mean, Marshawn Lattimore in, ended up on their injury report. If he's a guy that can't play this week, you know, it's going to be a question of whether he can play Thursday night football too. You know, if they're down their best corner, this is going to be huge for the Arizona Cardinals and their offense. And they could parlay, you know, in the next nine days, they could string together two solid offensive performances. But that has to happen in order for this to even be worth talking about. Cardinals are favored in each of the next two games. That has not happened in some time. It's a real thing, and you could be turning around, and it's not a huge favor. They're, I think they're favored by two and then two and a half against the Saints, but um, you're right. Like th- These are erasers. These are game changers. These these are, as somebody put in the chat, Hopkins is somebody defenses have to game plan around. And I, I was listening to Jalen Hurts and company as they prep for Dallas this weekend, and they were talking about how Micah Parsons, they have to account for him. I'm like, oh, that's shitty. The Cardinals don't really have anybody on defense like that. But on offense, they could have as many as three with Kyler, D-Hop, and Hollywood. That's your ace. That's what the team thought that would be their strength when they made the Hollywood trade. They thought they were going to be offensive juggernaut. There is still time to do that. I want to remind everybody, there's still time right now to dabble on DraftKings. New customers can bet just $5 on any team to win. Get $200 in free bets if they do. Tomorrow night, we've got a slobber fest with the Chicago Bears hosting the Commanders. If you can stomach the matchup, there's money to be made on DraftKings. You can boost your winnings with DraftUp step-up same-game parlays right now for every leg you add. You can boost your winnings up to 100% with payouts bigger than ever. Why would you bet on football anywhere else? You wouldn't. And to make things even sweeter, you can throw down on step-up same-game parlays once per game day all season long. I'm taking the Justin Fields over in passing yards, and it's simple. You can, too. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app Use that promo code PHNX. That's promo code PHNX on DraftKings Sportsbook. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See those show notes for details, Bo. The only thing that's going to make that game watchable for 60 minutes is some OGs. Because OGs, it flavors life. And, you know, if you watch those two offenses play, they might haunt your dreams or keep you awake all night long. But if you take OGs and you get into their new game-changing sleep edition gummy you're going to sleep like a baby. That's right. OGs is now flavoring dreams with their two-to-one THC CBN ratio gummy. CBN, you're like, what the hell is that? It's the compound that helps specifically with falling and staying asleep. And their sleep edition gummy is the delicious aqua berry flavor. Can't go wrong there. Highly recommend you check out OGs online at ogsbrands.com. That's O-G-E-E-Z brands.com. Find them on Instagram as well, at ogsbrands. Find their products, your local dispensary, if you like to go shopping in the brick-and-mortar stores. And you also got to be 21 years or older to purchase. So, Bo, yesterday in our audio-only podcast, we dabbled a little bit in the trade market. I want to continue that conversation now with the fans, with the PHNX faithful in the chat. Cardinals are last in the NFL in sacks force. Um, and most of the sacks that they do have come from their defensive tackles, Zach Allen, J.J. Watt. The only outside linebacker, true edge rusher this team has a sack from is Dennis Gardeck. Devon Kennard, no sacks. Marcus Golden. We saw a little bit of uh, Mize Sanders last week. Cameron Thomas is always active, but he doesn't play much. So we're going to play a little game, and I'm going to ask everybody in the chat right now to put in your preferred edge rusher that the Arizona Cardinals should target. And it's perfect timing, Bo, because tomorrow night on Thursday Night Football, we get to see Robert Quinn versus Deron Payne and Montez Sweat, all three of which could be moved here in the next three weeks. Yeah, I mean, Deron Payne was somebody that you and I were kind of pounding the table for 
uh, a couple weeks ago just because of what he brings to the interior of that defensive line. He's a run stopper, and Washington's kind of – that's the only thing they can hang their hat on. Yeah, Deron Payne would, would be a great addition. But, you know, to your point, most of the pressure has actually just been coming from the interior of the Arizona Cardinals defensive line. You need more pressure off the edge, I think, and you start to see it. You know, uh, one of our guys in the chat was at Venezuela said that uh, – Valenzuela was saying, yeah, Brian Burns. Joel Joel Valenzuela was saying Brian Burns, and, and it's a name that we've seen trending on Twitter. Uh, you had mentioned, you know, would would Carolina be um, maybe they wouldn't want to trade a guy, you know, like a 24 years old and, and all the upside that Brian Burns has. But I, I think the edge the edge position is something that you really have to start to pay attention to around the league. Yes. You know, look at Nor watch New Orleans this week. They play yeah. Cincinnati. Cincinnati is trending in the right direction. You know, they've had an uneven season to start, just like the Cardinals. Um, if they can hand an, an L to New Orleans and, and maybe the Saints lose Thursday night football, does a guy like Marcus Davenport become available? Guy in the final year of his contract, you know, uh, or, or then you have to start looking around guys who just need a change of scenery and, and guys who, uh, you know, would have who haven't produced in, in with their current team that just maybe with a, a new situation could produce like a Cleveland Farrell in, in Las Vegas yeah. or, you know, a guy like Jerry Hughes who's having a good season, you know, long in the tooth as far as the position goes and, and playing for a, a hapless Houston Texans team. Like there are plenty of guys out there. Uh, I just hope that Steve Kime is, is hitting all the, is, is really working the phones and, and trying to acquire a guy because now, I mean, talk about the definition of insanity. As far as this pass rush on the edges, you're not getting enough production. I'm sorry, but it, it yeah. just hasn't been there uh, despite the solid seasons from Zach Allen and J.J. Watt, Rashard Lawrence when he was when he was healthy. You need guys who can bend and get around and, and take advantage of open rush lanes and get home. And your secondary is playing well, too. Kind of that's the, the thing of it is, is like, yeah, we don't have any interceptions from that group. But, man, the interceptions come at the end of the day when there's pressure in the quarterback's face. You get an errant throw from the quarterback, and then the defensive back can make a play. Cardinals have, you could make an argument, three pro bowlers in their secondary right now with Jalen Buda and Byron Murphy. Zach Allen's playing the best football of his career. We've seen some glimmers. I'm not even going to touch the inside linebacking core because I don't want to jinx it, but they, it seems like a couple players, maybe a certain number nine's on the rise. It is the, the biggest hole on the team. We talked about it in the preseason. And I think the disappointing thing is like Marcus Golden was supposed to be kind of the placeholder this year. Like we can pencil him in eight to 10 sacks, no problem. When that's not working, then we have a huge glaring omission on an otherwise really nice defense over the past three weeks. I threw out the name Montez Sweat because he, they picked up Washington, his fifth year option. He's got about 18 months left in that dumpster of a franchise. You know, there's, there's talk Ron Rivera could get fired. That whole thing could be gutted in an off season. They have not signed him to an extension. He's never had double-digit sacks. He's come close a couple times with nine. It just it reminds me of buying not low, but his his makeup, his physical traits are just like Chandler Jones. 6'6, 260, long, athletic. Never, and I know the Cardinals haven't had many. They never play with a lead in Washington. So you think about mm -hmm. it, if you get if you get finally get your offense going and let Montez sweat or somebody like that have an opportunity to go after these immobile quarterbacks with Jimmy G and Stafford and now Geno. I mean, that, that, that's the kind of move I would make. If somebody came to Steve Kime, because a lot of people nationally don't think much of the Cardinals, and that's fine, and said, hey, Steve, give us your first for Montez Sweat, that is something you would have to seriously consider. Number one, he's under contract next year. And number two, your picks will be able to beat most every team that feels like they're in it right now. 
Because most right. teams probably don't feel like the Cardinals should be taken seriously. Now, Kime and Bidwell don't think like that. So your second or third round picks may be more valuable than, of course, the L.A. Rams or the Niners or whomever. And if I'm Steve, I, I'm looking at this twofold. You got Marcus Golden, Zach Ertz, and Kenyon Drake runs upon a time for a bunch of ham sandwiches. Fifth and sixth round picks, throwaway picks. You want to duplicate that? I'm fine with that. I, I would think somebody like a Jerry Hughes. You know, I, I remember when Carlos Dunlap went from the Bengals to the Seahawks. They flipped a fifth round pick. But if you want somebody that's going to be, I don't know, like a centerpiece of your defense, which I'm totally, a, I'm totally a fan of. Go, I don't spend a premium draft pick. Help your defense now. I, I, I know it's going to be a robust edge rushing class next year, but I, I don't have the patience to wait 24 months for a rookie to pop. I, I give me a proven commodity now, and I, I if I'm Michael Bidwell. And I see what Steve Kime just did with Hollywood Brown. Let's let's double time that. Let's keep adding veterans that are upward trajectory, mid twenties that can help us. And it, say what you want about Kime, he's got an eye outside a kicker for good pro talent. Right, right. I, I like Omar saying Robert Quinn. Let's keep uh, let's keep tabs on Robert Quinn, and that's another guy that's playing tomorrow for the Bears on Thursday Don't night. Don't you feel football? like the Bears kind of overplayed their hand with that? By the way, no sacks this year. <laughs> yeah, that'd they be great. I mean. If if that if his price tag's coming down, but like to ninety one Claycomb's point, like national media starting to say, and, and they're playing easy connecting the dots, usually because the fan base is so robust, bust, and like you got one of the number two media market in L.A., and then you got the huge fan base that is the 49ers. If they just easily connect the dots with these big names like McCaffrey or whoever might be also available. You know, they're going to do that first, but it doesn't matter. If Steve Kime picks up the phone and he and he offers the best deal, the Cardinals yeah. need to get it done. And, and like, it's one thing if you go get a Jerry Hughes or a Cleveland Farrell, but if L.A., the Rams are going out there and getting Brian Burns and 49ers are going out there and getting Christian McCaffrey, that's where you're going to really be – we're going to be pissed off. Like, if there, if there are players to be had and Steve Kime – with whatever cap space they have available and draft capital that they have available, if he doesn't use it, because, you know, as your point last week, tell me why they shouldn't ha- hold on to those draft picks. F them. <laughs> F them, oh, right? Well, you yeah, don't, you yeah, don't yeah, want yeah, some yeah. guy from Bumblefuck University Bumblefuck, again. Yeah. Panera Bread <laughs> University, Panera Bread Tech, you know, Gr- Grambling State. That's, that's a yeah. real college. I'm not making fun <clears> of people <throat> who went there. I'm sure they got a good education, but I just, <laughs> I've seen it one too many times. And again, when was the last time a rookie has made an impact for this team? I'll wait. His name was Kyler Murray and he went first overall and they had to play him out of necessity because they were starting over there. There has not been a rookie that has come in like had like a Micah Parsons effect year one, you know, somebody like that, that just, it doesn't happen for this franchise. And that's okay. If you can pull an LA Rams, trade your top picks here and there, and then you hit on your middle picks, we can wait on somebody like Zach Allen to develop if you're nailing your first pick, if you're trading it away for all pros and pro bowlers and you're buying low like on Hollywood and he turns into a star like you did with Chandler Jones and he turns into a – Chandler Jones played his best football in Arizona, not in New England. If you want to mm-hmm. do that, Steve Kime, I'll, I'm all for that. Then you can say, okay, then I'll use my mid-round picks on Maji and Cameron and we'll let them get you know a couple of years under their belt. I can't watch another first-round pick not play snaps. And that's yeah. why I just – I'm loving what I'm seeing from Hollywood right now because I, I, George Karloffkis, is he playing for this team right now? Is Jermaine Johnson playing for this team right now? Those are the names that we were discussing. Trent McDuffie, I mean, those guys are probably playing 25, 30% of the snaps. Hollywood is sixth in the NFL in the receiving yards. <laughs> Marcus said, Johnny gave me my scholarship to Panera University. 
now I'm feeling like it's not all crapped up to be. Hey, great, great uh, muffin tops, chocolate chip muffin tops. You guys do great work there. Um, hey, I had some Panera today. It's right by the ooh, facility. And I, I made my, I, de- I designed my own pick too. Got that walnut chicken salad, Sammy. And uh, what's the squash soup? My God, no, game changer. Squash. It's fantastic. We're not sponsored by Panera. They should sponsor <laughs> this show. Um, everybody be sure to like this uh, YouTube video. We're going to be talking about the trade deadline uh, consistently here for the next three weeks because it's coming fast and furious. And if you're Steve Kime, uh, you got to give your, your locker room a chance to just breathe a little bit. And everybody in that locker room knows like there's no one-on-one pass rusher at outside linebacker that can win right now. There just isn't like we have hope at receiver because we've seen guys do it. The offensive line when they're fully healthy, great, you know, great group of players, Kyler Murray, the secondary is blossoming. Zach, Al- everything's working out. Right. But you just, you don't have the, the guy at pass rusher. You either have them or you don't, and they don't have them. It's it's like Michael Jordan said, you know, that in the decisive uh, winner go home game, some can and some can't. They don't have guys that can right now at the pass rush position that are winning on a consistent basis. Like, I think the junkyard dog, Marcus Golden, is a great complimentary pass rusher. But when he's a guy and he's facing double teams sometimes, it's it's tough for him to rack up sacks or, or really make an impact. It's been a slow start out of the gates. Hopefully that's somebody that comes alive. And regardless of what they do at the deadline, uh, has a year that that we think or we thought Marcus Golden can have, but we just haven't seen the production yet. We just haven't seen the production at all from that position from from a bunch of guys in in you know say what you will about Maje and Cameron Thomas. It's just like nobody's nobody's getting it done in, in a little play time. Next June. Yeah, we'll yeah. see you next June, guys. Right. <clears throat> exactly. How much is it's, is it? Kime picks the wrong player versus the Cardinals can't develop talent, Bo. Uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's probably a, a pretty good combination of, of both. Um, I mean, Golden was a double digit sack guy before and he, he's a kind pick and he went away to New York, came back and, and was still a double digit guy. But I mean, who else? I mean, Chandler, they had to go outside the organization to bring in. And then, he, I mean, really where he's thrived is, is finding and kicking the tires on vets and seeing what they have left in the tank and them having at least one more good year, like a Jonathan Abraham uh, haven't seen it really as far as drafting and developing that, those guys. Not it a really pass rusher. Happened. No, he can draft defensive backs. He drafted Byron and Marco and, and Tyron and, and Buddha and Jalen. Like he, he they, they're whomever's scouting their defensive backs probably deserves a raise, but yeah. the inside linebackers, right. They're pass rushers, you know, it's just, when it, it was interesting. We talked to Buddha today and Buddha Baker and Jalen Thompson, both of them. And, you know, they had talked about, you know, getting their opportunities on, on safety blitzes. And we know that Vance likes to dial up exotic looks sometimes. And yeah. those guys certainly get their opportunities. Right. And they're basically instructed not to get the guy on the turf. Like they're going for the ball. Yeah. And I don't know if in Vance said it last week too. It was, it was kind of an infamous saying, you know, saying that, they don't want they they don't care about sacks. They they want to create turnovers. But still, you know, I I don't think we're seeing those at a high enough degree to where we're satisfied. Like if they were getting and we're seeing the ball get on the turf or they were getting a, a certain more their hands on more footballs in the, as far as interceptions, we'd be we'd be fully content with you know this pass rush not getting sacks as much as as you know the rest of the league. It's frustrating because you have something in Chandler Jones for so long and you take it for granted. And unfortunately for Chandler, he was racking up 
15 plus sacks a year for bad teams. And now it's like, Hey, we have this team that we feel like it's going to be pretty good. We're just missing a pass rusher. And now he's gone. And, and that looks like that was the right decision. No sacks in five well, games. Let me let me say this. I mean, it, it's one thing to be right about Chandler Jones b- moving off of him and not signing him to the big deal, but not yeah. to have a contingency plan, not to have a, a plan B or, or an A plan to where like, okay, we expect we're not going to pay Chandler Jones. We expect him to leave. What's our next? What's what are we doing? And I think they just Dennis Sardak was their contingency plan. He I guess some, that's a bad yeah, plan. I mean, it is a bad yeah. plan. Three year contract in March. That remember how quickly Dennis Gardeck got re signed for this team? Yeah, that to me tells well, tells me that it just it's frustrating. Yeah, that ain't special teams money. I mean, that's that's no. that's pass rush money. He's, so and he's been playing in coverage a lot. He has not been rushing the passer. Um, he's a he's a you know he's a specialist. He's like your lefty specialist. He has a role. Right, but he is not your three-down alpha pass rusher. They don't have that guy. Um, what you should get, though, pick up yourself a bottle of water. Get hydrated. I've been in the desert for about two years. It is so flipping hot still. I love it, but I got to remember to hydrate, keep my kids, my wife hydrated. We keep water on us at all times. If you want to learn more about staying happy and healthy with water here in the desert in Arizona, visit azhealth.gov for more information. And I know most of you are like myself and Johnny, and you have horrible taste as far as mostly everything, clothing. Yeah. Um, right now, football teams, until they turn it around offensively, and then furniture. And you can at least help yourself out with the furniture part. More furniture will help you spruce up your home during More Furniture's fall sale at morefurniture.com. That's more without the E, M-O-R, furniture.com. Plus, you'll receive a $100 gift card for every $1,000 you spend Check them out, morefurniture.com. I want to remind everybody right now, check our guy out, Howard Balzer at gophnx.com, cranking out fantastic work. Sign up and become a member today using that promo code Howard. And if you sign up, ladies and gents, for an entire year, you get a free T-shirt from the PHNX Merchandise Locker, like the Hollywood Hills sign on Camelback Mountains. Fantastic. Look at that shirt. The hottest new shirt in the Valley, only rivaled by this one, the Touchdown Celebration shirt. Both are available right now in, uh, I would say, limited quantities because they sell out quickly. Go phnx.com, become a member of the PHNX Merchandise Locker. Uh, PR Mac asking, did we have Hassan Reddick? Will Simmons be the next one? And I think mm. that that is a question many fans, PR Mac, are asking themselves is, we see the potential with Isaiah Simmons. We saw the potential once upon a time, maybe even less with Hassan Reddick, you know, playing him out of position. I will say... Isaiah Simmons played his best game in a long time against a good team with a lot of good players, a lot of players that he was drafted to help kind of mitigate and clean up in the middle of the field. I would just love Bo Brock. And we say this, I feel like every week to go four weeks and just chalk up quality start after quality start after quality start for Isaiah Simmons. And by Thanksgiving, we're not talking about is does this guy have a future, but thank goodness that it worked out and he can just settle into his role. Yeah. Come next uh, off season. You're just, saying, yes, we're going to pick up the fifth-year contract, and that's no longer a debate on whether that's the right move. And to see everybody's point about Hassan Reddick, yeah, in the chat, absolutely a great call. You know, it took four years, right, to figure out what his role was going to be, but he's absolutely one of the better players in the league. You know, playing that edge position and racking up sacks, he made his presence known, you know, when Philly was in town on Sunday. So it's uh, – I, I don't know about Arizona Animal. Roquan Smith looked a little iffy. Uh, yeah, especially out of your shorts on that goal line. Did. Play, you see that? He did. I think it was a wide receiver reverse and uh, 
Poor Roquan Smith. He looked like he was on ice skates. We all need to be rooting for the commanders to get worked by the Chicago Bears tomorrow. So they start, they open up their roster and they say, come and make us offers for our quality players on this team. They're losing a lot of games like 17, 15 or whatever. Their defense is good. I want to cherry pick some of those defenders. I want to swarm like buzzers, just like Carolina. For me, like as as days go on, like I feel like the Bears are less and less of a of an option to trade with because of the robust cap hit to Robert Quinn, the fact he's older, the fact he's not producing. And then, listen, we don't have to trade for Roquan if Isaiah Simmons is playing like he did last weekend. Like, that that becomes a moot point. And Isaiah Simmons was drafted by this franchise, If as my counterpart so eloquently put it a couple weeks ago. took him forever to, to bail on Andy Isabella. I, I don't think they're ready mm-hmm. just yet to bail on Isaiah Simmons. Don't bail on us, this tandem. We're here every day. PHNX Sports on Twitter. Check us out, PHNX underscore Cardinals. Uh, subscribe to the old podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Like it. Leave us a review. Like this video right now. Bo and I are back manana with an audio-only podcast. And Bo, a couple days away from a big NFC West matchup in Seattle. Bo and I will be in studio with the great Frank Sanders come Friday night to get you primed and ready. But until then, for Bo Brock, I'm Johnny Venerable. We'll see you tomorrow. Peace.